You're listening to The Birdbath, presented by The Fountain Report. I'm your host, Ryan Leach. Welcome back to The Birdbath. Each week, we scrape the surface of the news you need to know. So let's get into it. The Texas Tech School of Veterinary Medicine is preparing to launch students' clinical year next May. This inaugural class is now in its third year of the four-year program. The structure of this year is distinct from what other institutions employ, with the clinical year being in actual veterinary clinics. The school's working closely with dozens of practices regionally and across the state to mentor and provide clinical settings for students. Two standouts are Hereford Veterinary Clinic in Hereford, Texas, and Mobile Veterinary Practice in Amarillo. Both of these practices are constructing new facilities to support their practice and the school students. They also plan to host the school's veterinary faculty to help supervise students and deliver expanded veterinary medical services for animal owners. Seems like a pretty cool win-win for some practices in the Lubbock area. We've seen a rise of this distributed clinical year, gaining in popularity among the newly created colleges of veterinary medicine. The distributed clinical model seems more flexible for these new schools, and I, for one, am really excited to see it. I think it's important that we increase the flexibility and capability to bring new veterinarians into the field. And by reducing the need of on-campus facilities and getting people out into the workforce sooner and with more actionable resources, I think we could see a increase in the number of students being graduated from these schools. Now for the students that have already graduated, a handful of Colorado veterinarians have some financial relief coming their way. Colorado's Veterinary Medicine Loan Repayment Program will now pay up to $90,000 over four years to help licensed veterinarians in Colorado pay off their student debt as they work in underserved areas of the state. There's a large gap in areas that have massive amounts of veterinary practices and continue to be consolidated and added onto with the Novo groups, but there's still communities all over the country that are heavily underserved and do not have the veterinary teams in place to be able to take care of the agricultural and rural practices that are across our nation. Uh, This spring, the Colorado legislature revised a Senate bill to increase the number of qualified annual participants from four to six veterinarians. They eliminated the requirement for applicants to have graduated in 2017 or later, and they increased the total amount each applicant is eligible for over a four-year period from $70,000 to $90,000. So they added some more vets. They loosened the restrictions and they added some money. It all, to me, sounds like some good news. The state treasury is releasing funds this month to fund the program. Last week on the Fountain Report, uh, we hit on the Kansas veterinary loan repayment plans and now Colorado's up in their program. So question for you all is what state will be the next to incentivize veterinarians to go to underserved areas? On the corporate side of veterinary medicine, the UK is probing veterinary ownership costs of care as it continues to spike. Concerns that pet owners are encountering price rises that are outpacing inflation, the UK is investigating the impact of corporate consolidation on the veterinary professional. If you're not familiar with the absolute depth and overwhelming amount of consolidation in the United Kingdom as well as in Europe, it makes the US market look like an absolute green field for consolidators. 
a lot of these groups are publicly traded in the UK and, and shares in these publicly listed companies such as CVS Group, which owns more than 500 practices in the UK, did a nosedive by 33% in early trading after the news came down. And they ended up closing their day at 18% down. So when I looked a little deeper into these numbers, it seems wildly drastic. But the surprisingly, the closing numbers on Friday were nearly identical to where CVS Group's share price was this time last year in 2022. This news completely wiped out an entire year of growth on their share price, but they're still more than double the price that they were before the COVID-19 pandemic. So it's interesting to see that they were moving from trading in the four, five to 800 pound price point five to seven years ago, they absolutely skyrocketed during the pandemic to over 2,000 pounds per share and now have gone back to that 16 to 1,800 pounds per share price point. I'm going to be curious to see how this continues to grow and if regulators do find a way to be able to control the price increases or if it's going to be something where the free economy makes those decisions for the consolidators. The UK lawmakers made this move as the world continues to contend with the rapid rise of private equity firms and other corporations diving into the veterinary realm following the pandemic pet boom. Another veterinary consolidator having a tough week on the market is Inspire. Inspire Veterinary Partners hit the NASDAQ market on August 30th as IVP, and their first two weeks were rough. After hitting a high of $4.10 shortly after listing, they closed their second week on the market at $1.84. Fluctuation at this stage just after an IPO shouldn't be read into too much, and I'm expecting the, the stock to be able to rebound and find some steady numbers. But I know that the team there and across the market, everyone's looking for that rocket ship that can take one of these publicly traded consolidators in the North American market to show and set a new benchmark for what people are able to expect for recapitalization and the opportunity for these larger groups to IPO. Now, a lot of eyes have been on Inspire's stock to see if there's an appetite. Um, and right now, we're, we're not seeing that, but we'll continue to look at it. And although the roughly $6.5 million raise through the IPO by Inspire doesn't make it a huge IPO, we do expect to see some major listings from groups like NVA, Ethos, and Thrive. And we're really hoping here that this can be a, a unique opportunity to see these numbers increase for Inspire, which will allow and project future growth by some of these larger groups as well. Moving on to the continual fight around the telehealth VCPR, the LA Times editorial board says that California should allow VCPR through telemedicine. The Los Angeles Times editorial board supports a bill in the California legislature that would lift the requirements that veterinarians see an animal in person before treating it through telehealth. The bill, which has already been passed by the California Assembly, offers, quote, a smart and reasonable change that could help tens of thousands of underserved pets get needed care, the board says. The California Veterinary Medical Association is neutral on the bill, and the California Veterinary Medical Board supports it. As we've discussed, the AVMA does oppose this bill, 
and bills like it across the country, saying that the bill opens the door to online, direct-to-consumer veterinary services, more concerned with dispensing drugs than offering care. Now, if you take this in context with the monies that are being spent to attract doctors to go to underserved areas like we saw in Kansas and Colorado, it's an interesting juxtaposition. There's obviously a lack of available care for a lot of areas and areas that could highly benefit from a telehealth and a telemedicine platform that would allow people to be able to get the care that they need without taking on increasing urgent care and emergency service bills. Um, The LA Times editorial board says, we shouldn't overly restrict a much needed portal for care over the fears there might be a few bad actors, arguing those concerns should be addressed by state and federal regulators. Last week, we also discussed how VCPRs might hit a hurdle when applied alongside non-competes, but California has already struck down non-competes across the state. So the question is, will the barriers to telehealth VCPRs be next? If you're looking for the opportunity to take more CE in person, DVM 360 has their Directions in Veterinary Medicine Symposium this week, September 15th to September 16th in Nashville, Tennessee. This is different than their traditional conferences where they're exclusively focusing on CE without the conference hall and those sort of things. It's going to be a full two days of educational content that focuses on select therapeutic specialties where attendees can take a deep dive into the area of nutrition and oncology. I know there's still spots available, so if you're looking for something to do there, make sure to check them out in Nashville. And then another really great one that's coming up that I'm going to hit on some more and a bit of a debrief on after it happens is AHACON 2023. Connexity is AHACON, the annual conference of the American Animal Hospital Association. It's coming a little bit later this month, September 20th to the 23rd in San Diego, which does sound like a pretty nice place to be if you've been battling this constant heat. AHACON is a really unique opportunity for people to level up their skills. And I, I think it's a fun and interesting conference. You know, if you're a veterinarian, practice manager, technician, or, or any part of clinical staff, it's where you can go. There's 80 hours of medical and practice management CE, and they do a really unique job of addressing some things that are happening within the practices. Some really interesting speakers are going to be there. And after the conference, I'll give you guys a whole debrief of what you might have missed and see if it's something you want to go to next year. One more topic that's extremely serious, but very important for us all here at the Birdbath and across the industry is that September 10th was World Suicide Prevention Day. It's an awareness day observed all over the world, supported by the World Health Organization and the World Federation for Mental Health. Every single year on September 10th, Everyone tries to turn their eyes to preventing and eliminating the causes of suicide across the globe. Unfortunately, as we have in the veterinary industry, we have an epidemic and a continued struggle against mental health and suicide within the space. Um, Not one more vet has definitely taken the reins within the space to, as they say, envision a veterinary profession that honors and elevates sustainable well-being. 
I as well would love to be able to support people in any way. If you or anyone you know is having any issues or difficulties and wants to reach out, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number was shortened recently to be 988. Please pick up the phone, reach out to friends and family, reach out to loved ones. I want to make sure that at the birdbath, we support people in their mental health journeys and that we find a way to be able to eliminate this issue within the space. I know we ended on a serious topic, but from all of us at the birdbath, we immensely appreciate your continued listening. We have hit an awesome benchmark, an awesome number of spreading the show. So please do like and share the show. If you found anything we've talked about to be interesting, send it over to a friend in the space and and let them share in what the birdbath has going on. And for more on these stories and others, join by subscribing to The Fountain Report. There's a link in our bio. And don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing and rating The Birdbath. For The Birdbath, I'm Ryan Leach. See you next week. 